0: This episode of the Hubcast is brought to you by HubSpot Video, powered by Vidyard. Visit impactplus.com slash go video to learn more. everybody to the Hubcast. Steph, thanks for joining me today. Always happy to be here. Oh man, we did something new this week that was pretty cool. I thought it was pretty cool. I thought it was pretty cool. (laughs) And uh, it was HubSpot training day.
1: Yes, it was the the HubSpot Training event that I always wanted, uh, you know, going to other events and being like, "Man, can we just talk about HubSpot all the time?" And then I just we just made that a day. <laughs>
0: it it really was. It was like the little pieces of inbound that we love and the the old inbound that we love that was mm-hmm. like more of the HubSpot user conference, all comboed into one day. And I will say because Stephanie ran the event so she's probably not going to you know boast about all of the awesome things that she did but how we used a new event platform um, that was really really awesome I was able to I felt like connect with a lot more people Um, I know Steph you're going to talk about some of the networking that went on that I thought was really cool Um, our video team did some really awesome like videos for the opening, like Bob's opening keynote and Liz's talk was hilarious and oh, awesome yeah. um, with some of the video production stuff. It was just a really fun, fresh day, I thought. Thank you. I'm I'm
1: glad. I think so too. And you know, so we use this new platform, it's called Excel Events and we love them. Uh, I have an interview with their CEO coming out as an article pretty short, like next week, I think. Um, so probably around the same time as this. And, uh, they're, they're just great. The platform's really good. Um, they are currently building a HubSpot integration, which makes me really happy too. So we're giving a little bit of our input on, um, what we want it to have, which is super exciting. But throughout the event, I think, you know, we've gotten a lot of, uh, we had about 115 people fill out the survey already. And I love reading through the survey responses. You know, there's always, there's some praise, which is lovely of course, but there's always a lot of constructive feedback. Um, And anything we get in our survey feedback, we always, we pretty much tend to read it and go, wow, yeah, we should do that for the next one. And we just put it onto that. So I'm already excited. Why didn't we think of that? (laughs) Yeah. So I'm already excited for the next event to get all these, you know, real attendee and user uh, perspectives, which is cool. I think it's funny though, uh, HubSpot Training Day kind of came across to people, I think, in the same way that most event organizers struggle to get their events to land, which is for many people, it was great. It was what you said. It was a fun, fresh event. Um, you got to learn a little bit, you got to connect with people and it was, it was for HubSpot users. It was kind of the HubSpot user conference. So we can keep that going in impact plus and keep the HubSpot user community listening to the Hubcast talking on Slack. Um, and I think it was just a great way to dive into that and to elevate that. But there were, of course, people who were really looking for beginner fundamental sessions and said that some of what we taught was a little too advanced. And I get that. You know, there's a lot to do in HubSpot. It can be super overwhelming. Um, And that's why we love the HubSpot Academy. You know, we're not trying to recreate the HubSpot Academy. The How to use the tools and how to set up a workflow or an email campaign, that has been covered so well by the HubSpot Academy that that's where we want you to learn that. And we're here yeah. to take it a step further. So um it was kind of fun for me to see people say that some of the sessions were a little too advanced, such as like yeah, it's like you not really so the here. opposite
0: feedback. Yeah. yeah.
1: And then of course we had people say that um some of the sessions were were a little too basic or a little too um general, I guess. And I think it's funny because Jess Paul Mary and I did one on workflows, and we had so much fun doing it. We came up with like the craziest workflows we've done and just fun little hacks, kind of like the one you're going to talk about later. <laughs> and, uh, I think when people say, at least in my experience, what I've found after, you know, eight, attending eight inbounds and constantly being the person saying, I want more advanced training. I want more advanced training is what you really need is just one-on-one workshopping on your, mm. on your HubSpot portal, on your yeah. marketing campaigns, on your sales training. And so that's why that's what we offered throughout the day as as our offer was a one-on-one, um, we called it an optimization audit with our experts. And so, like selfishly, I feel like we kind of covered all our bases, which is really nice. Yeah. If you want that, you want that really basic training, go to HubSpot Academy. You, you want to dive deep and get really in the weeds, come talk one on one with our team. And I think it was just it was such a fun day. I loved it. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And it's it's interesting that you bring up that point because you know, when I think about doing kind of the quote unquote, more advanced sessions, it's like, well, the more advanced you get the with HubSpot, the more specific it has to be yeah. to your company, your team, your business, your product. Like, so there's in some sense only so advanced, like you can get technical yes. with certain things, like what we talked about with custom objects or with yep. CMS or things like that. But like, you can only get so deep with a, a topic without, you know, having to get, you yeah. know, do some kind of one-on-one or small group workshop. Even the ABM
1: session that um, Ethan and David did, I kind of sat in and supervised when we built that session. And we talked a lot about, well, how can we show more examples of exactly how you can do this in HubSpot? Because You know, there's not an ABM tool in HubSpot. You don't go to marketing and click on ABM. Um, And it's called targeted accounts for a reason because there's more to it than just what the traditional ABM acronym is, which is account-based marketing. Um, And what Ethan said, which was so true is he said, people always stop me in the middle of this presentation and say, but wait, 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 like, how can I do that? And it's kind of like someone asking you, how can I do inbound? There's just so much to it and you have to have your specific industry and needs and contact and product or service. Um, so I think the true, the true win here is when people can take what they learned, digest it and apply it to their particular business. Mm-hmm. And then if you have questions about that, bring that into the discussions and impact plus, like somebody already tagged me in a question about email and it was a fantastic question. I, yeah. I genuinely enjoyed answering it.
0: Yeah. Agreed. There's, there is No, like greater value than like just one to one or Mm -hmm. like you know one to small group conversations that like you know you can take and translate talks and like this is true for anything not just like HubSpot stuff right like you know a presenter can only get so specific to like your use case Uh, Mm -hmm. but really like your job as an attendee and like i felt like i was really trying to do this inbound this year like my job as an attendee was to go take what people are doing or talking about and then like translate it into you know my work or my Yeah, team. contextualize it with exactly your, which that's something
1: i think Connor and i are going to do is and it sounds silly but i think we're going to create like an attendee's guide to
0: attending virtual events and like mm. how to get the most out of it. Yeah. And it's almost like, you know, I heard somebody or some people commenting during the um the wrap up that you and Marcus did saying, like, I like I need some time to process this stuff. Yeah. And true. that's why I love we have virtual peer groups in Impact Plus. If you guys don't know about those, we have a HubSpot virtual peer group. And yeah. that's what we're basically gonna be doing in our next virtual peer group in November is like processing all of this stuff that we heard about because it, it's true, like Sometimes, you know, you can do that alone, but a lot of times it's easier if you're processing things together. It's like, oh yeah, I went to Steph's email talk and I thought it was really interesting. Some of these things that she was talking about, how are you implementing that? How are you going to use that? And that's really kind of where things get good. Yes. So what were some of your favorite sessions? Karina, as an
1: attendee,
0: <laughs> I so you know we of course have kind of a unique attendee experience where we're kind of like you know trying to man the chat and answer questions as we're going. But the my top highlight was Kyle Jepson's sales forecasting talk, um, so where good. he really walked through some of the new sales forecasting tools and specifically the sales analytics tools which we're going to talk about a little bit later in the product update section. Um, but that was a tool that I haven't really gotten to dig deep into. And so starting to look at some of those things, it's like, oh my gosh, there's so much yeah. here. He and did I such I a great job showing this. it too. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I've already, you know, jumped into that tool and started nice. like digging in and, and seeing all the different things that you could do. Cause it's, it's really, I think the next step forward with, what I hear a lot of people asking for with some of the sales reporting where like, I feel like sometimes with with marketers, like marketers are more prone to want like that, like custom reporting. Like I want to mm-hmm. go in there and be able to like frame and manipulate my data and build these custom reports that do all these different things. Whereas like sales managers, a lot of times and reps are like, just give me the report. Like, I don't yeah. want to have to go and like think about all the properties that I need to pull in and all the data. Like, I just want to see how many of my deals got pushed this month, you know? Um, And I think that the the new sales analytics tools do that. So we'll talk about that a little (laughs) bit more later. Uh, But I did want to mention for those of you that were at HubSpot training day or who weren't and just are interested in, in custom objects, but haven't taken Kyle's HubSpot Academy lesson on them, do it now. I took it since we recorded the last episode of the hubcast and it is so good it is it is really fantastic it walks through like all the reasons why you shouldn't use custom objects all the different hubspot tools that you could use so i cannot recommend that more especially if you left you know our custom object session at hubspot training day and we're like all right i'm interested like i'm ready to to take the next step that's the next step yeah what about you steph
1: Yeah. So I really, you mentioned it earlier. I really loved what we did with uh, Bob's opening keynote for HubSpot Training Day.
0: It was dope.
1: If you haven't seen it, uh, we can link to it in the show notes. It's actually on Facebook. We decided to stream it live on social on Facebook, LinkedIn, and YouTube at the same time as the event, um, just so that everybody could see it. And it was so fun because I think it was really, he talked about making the most of what you have and just doing what you can as a business right now. And we did that within that keynote, because we turned our office stage into where we would film the keynote. We got lights from an outside company that we use for our in-person events brought into the office. Um And adding that little bit of production value, like, yeah, it looked nice, but I think, I hope what it did, at least what it did for me was it made our attendees feel a little bit more like they're actually at an event. And yeah. I think you know, people have been to so many virtual events and they're just glorified webinars or they're just these long Zoom calls. And if the content's good, that's great. And even before this, we said, well, we don't have to make it look that good. I mean, what people are learning is what matters. And that does matter. But this time was the first time we had started a virtual event with a countdown clock, just like in person, mm-hmm. with some music, just like in person. And then just a really exciting, powerful, fun to watch opening keynote. And that's that shouldn't be something that we miss out on by being virtual. And I'm really happy that we didn't miss out on it.
0: Yeah. I, it got me so fired up, like just, (laughs) just, and it was, I mean, the, the content of it was great, but just the experience of it, I, I agree. And I, you know, I knew that Bob was recording stuff and that there was going to be more production, but I didn't, you know, know what to expect. And so me like sitting there in my living room, Like I, you know, had my sit to sand desk, like on stand, (laughs) like, and I was like standing, like bopping around, like dancing to the beat. I was, I was really energized by it. And I, I kind of love where, where your head was at with that is like, yeah, like if the content is great, like we don't need that production necessarily, but I felt like attendees were probably much more engaged in the first sessions and probably throughout the day. Um, like you facilitated that with the production. And so, you know, people who may not have gotten as much out of it likely came into it in a much better mindset. Um, and with much better energy, you know, starting at 9am yeah. than they would have. So I and thought that's that true. was really it's, cool. It's
1: hard to get in the right mindset to do a day of virtual learning and learning is important, but enjoying it is too. So um, another, that's why it was another thing I was really excited we had this time was networking. And it was so cool because, you know, I know that Similarly, in our past events, we've said networking isn't that big of a priority. What matters is people are learning the things they need to learn right now to keep their business going in this crazy time, how to sell virtually or how to use video and marketing. And that's true. But now we're at a point where we can take a little time between sessions to digest what we've learned. And one of the best ways to do that is to talk about it with other people. And so we wanted to give people the opportunity to, whether it was in the small groups uh, that we made that had different. Topics we had a small group for marketing, for sales, for customer success, for uh, web, and then we also had one-on-one video networking where you'd get randomly matched with someone, and after a couple of minutes it would switch people. And you know that's something that I think a lot of virtual events have done. It's certainly not new, uh, but it was just kind of expected. And we wanted to use it as a way to allow our attendees to really discuss what they just learned and like have another way to digest all of those lessons. So uh, we played around with a few different times, a few different lengths of time, and it was learning for us too, but it was so fun for me to hop into discussions and get to hear from people who were attending the event, like right in the middle of it. I loved that and actually talk face-to-face.
0: Yeah, it was great for me too. I I did it and it made... It made it feel like less of a day of just like sitting in front of my computer, like watching things and trying to digest,
1: you know, we tried to warn people a little bit like, Hey, (laughs) over lunch and during this break, you'll have the opportunity to video chat with people. So like wear clothes,
0: (laughs) um, but I, yeah, I yeah, took a shower see, I think, before. <laughs> and like it
1: forces you to kind of get ready and feel like you're attending this event versus just like, all right, I'm going to, this is my sweatpants day, you know, which nothing against sweatpants. yeah. But I put jeans on. I put, I was still
0: wearing sweatpants. Sweatpants are great,
1: but like showered, <laughs> I put contacts in. Yeah. Um, and then I also just have to give a shout out to our sponsors. Um, not because I want to name them all off or have you guys go check them out. But like, I was so impressed with the content that our sponsors put together because we asked them to put something specifically for the HubSpot user audience. We said, this is a group of HubSpot users or prospective users or new users. And HubSpot knows they don't do everything. They don't want to do everything. So they've gone out and found these great solutions for the things they don't do and made them integrate seamlessly with HubSpot. And we want to talk about how awesome that is. And so like, for instance, um, in cycle, which is a tool we've talked about in the past. I love them. I actually recorded their demo with them because I use the tool and I love talking about it. And then David on our team recorded the demo with paper flight. And it was, it was cool to have them say, yeah, I want to show how real HubSpot users use this versus, oh yeah, we have a pre-recorded demo we use for everything. I'll send it to you. No one said that.
0: Yeah. It was so cool. Yeah, I loved that. And I heard so much good feedback about those because it's, it's one of those things where it's like you go to an event and you see sponsors and like you can, you know, kind of have one of two experiences. The negative <laughs> like, oh, this is just kind of like this canned thing. It's not really going to be that specific to me or something that's a lot more personalized. And this was just a really neat way yeah. to do that. And I've heard
1: from people even since have said like, oh, we're checking out Vidyard or we're checking out, you know, one of these things. And uh, I love hearing that. And I'm even considering one of our sponsors that we're not currently using. I think we're going to start using them now. So
0: it was great. That's dope. And uh, that's a great segue into one of my favorite segments, which is certified dope. Certified Dope is where we talk about stories from the front lines of HubSpot usership. (laughs) And this episode, I'm really excited because I have one from Rick from InTech Logistics. Rick is just an all-around awesome guy. Like, love this guy. He has a fatal flaw, which is that he is an Ohio State fan. So that's really (laughs) sad. And, you know, kind of keeps a barrier between us, but, um, Rick has been really getting deep into HubSpot as of late. And, uh, Jess Palmieri, who's one of our HubSpot certified trainers hit me up and told me about this story of something that Rick did using HubSpot lead scoring. So Steph, I'm going to tell you what he did. I'm not going to tell you why he did it. And then I want you to see if you can guess why he did it. Oh, Okay. So Rick's been setting up lead scoring and he's got a small team. So he's kind of like a one man marketing band, but also is the owner and like doing all kinds of other things. Um, So he's, you know, always trying to make his life easier. Um, And what he did was as he was setting up his lead scoring, You know, he's setting up things for like numbers of page views, you know, different pages that have been viewed, uh, you know, different top of the funnel forms that have been submitted, things like that. Um, And the interesting thing is that, you know, he's using like 10, you know, basically like multiples of 10, 50, 100 for his lead scores. So, you know, somebody would end up with a score of like 160 or something like that if they've done a bunch of these different actions. But the one thing that he does that's really interesting is his most bottom of the funnel action, which is like a kind of like request a quote type thing. He scores with one point. He gives it one point mm. if they've done that. Interesting. I
1: <laughs> I feel like if this is a solution to a problem I've had in the past, then that would be really smart and interesting, uh, which is, If the most bottom of the funnel action already automatically alerts the sales team that they need to follow up on something or that like outreach has happened, they need to take action. Then adding a hundred points to the lead score would essentially force that to happen again in a second place. So maybe, is he trying to avoid that?
0: I think that's a, a tertiary benefit. Cool, cool. Um, because I, I agree. Like sometimes it's like, well, if they're doing something that's super bottom of the funnel, that's already, they're already going to like get past like the lead the score is almost
1: irrelevant at that point.
0: Exactly. Cause like, if you're requesting a quote, then like there needs to be other things that are set up to like yeah. move things along. Right? right. Um, so the reason that he does this is so he can basically create like lists or like filtered views in the contact And he can have lead score right there. And he has a really quick and easy like way of seeing whether or not somebody has like taken that next action.
1: Ah. So for things like
0: prospecting, he's able to like basically have a list of, you know, everybody that, you know, has a, a lead score of like greater than 150. And then he's able to really quickly see like, oh, if they have like a 200 some lead score, but if like, it's 201. Yeah, if it's okay. 201, then like they've already probably like moved into the sales process Got versus it. if it's 200, like they've done all of these like oh, kind of that qualifying is actions.
1: <laughs> yeah, right. Just make it not a multiple 10. That's so, sp- oh man. I yeah.
0: And like, you know, there's, there's kind of like other ways that you could sort of like finagle that system depending on like where you're, you know, doing it with a list or something like that. But I love like, yeah. I love the idea of like, I know what works for me mm-hmm. and like, I know how like I want to see things. And so I'm going to set up the system in a way that works it's for me. So, so good. I, it's a liter- it's like the most
1: simple binary, like one or zero option of exactly. <laughs> Did this happen or not?
0: That's, oh, I love it. Exactly. I love it. So Rick, way to go. You are indeed certified dope. So Marcus obviously isn't with us (laughs) right now, but part of the reason why he's, you know, Mr. Busy lately (laughs) is he just released a new book. So that's ridiculous. Um, it is called the visual sale. If you haven't heard about it since we haven't been hubcasting much, uh, this year, like, I'm sure that he would have been talking about that and he did kind of allude to it in some earlier episodes. Um, I'm really excited about this. It's co authored with Tyler Lessard from Vid Yard. Um, Steph, yeah. I what mean, do you have to say about this new I, book.
1: I'm so excited. Uh, I'm selfishly just excited to see it listed live because I played a little part in helping with the cover art. And, um, yeah, by that, I mean, just giving my opinion. I had, I'm like not a designer <laughs> by any standards, but I give a lot of opinions. Yes. Um, so I like seeing it out there where it ended up, but also I love it so much. I ordered 500 copies. Oh and my gosh. Wow. Not an for exaggeration. Your personal library. Yes. Just my <laughs> entire shelf is just going to be the visual sale. Uh, no, it's because, uh, if anyone registered for our in-person event, digital sales marketing world, which obviously has now been changed to a virtual event. Um, they're all getting copies and Heck yeah, we just figured that is something that we were going to do one way or another. And so, um, one of the benefits of being a, a ticket holder for our super cool continually postponed now virtual event is you will get a copy of the visual sale. Um, some people are getting VIPs, get an, uh, an actual physical copy. Everybody else is getting a Kindle copy, but, um, I've actually already started reading it. I started yesterday
0: and it's just, it's like the book we need right now, you know? Yeah. It is. Virtual selling, visual selling is is everything right now. Yeah. Not going to say anything else about that. <laughs> but check out the book, The Visual Sale, How to Use Video to Explode Sales, Drive Marketing and Grow Your Business in a Virtual World. They were working on this before any of the craziness happened yeah, and it's just that's a, what's like wild. amazing that it's coming out now. So Marcus, I don't know if he's a prophet, but (laughs) he just, he's good. He's good. So, uh, I am going to institute a new segment (laughs) this episode and it is called, remember that one time I love this as a section. <laughs> Steph, remember that one time that I had the brilliant idea to have our team members who were working our inbound booth book on the spot meetings with people who came Yeah, to our it was booth? dope. <laughs> it was dope. I actually talked about it on the Hubcast. And yeah. I, I basically told everybody that I was certified dope because of this. (laughs) Well, you are. And you know, what made it even more brilliant was we even allowed our people working the booth to take notes when they finished with the prospect right in the meetings tool form, so basically, they'd have the the prospect pull up their calendar, um, look at a meetings link with our that had our salespeople's calendars linked to it, find a time that worked for them, select that time, and then when that person left the booth, our impact employee would then go in and finish, you know, making sure that their name and their email and all of the information was in there, and then they could just take notes right there on you know what they talked about yeah it was super handy yeah it was it was pretty great and i for one felt pretty great about myself for setting it up and i set up lots of like workflows and things like that that like facilitated all these things happening Mm -hmm. and some really cool dashboards to like track like how many people were booking meetings we
1: were competing too it was a competition
0: yeah we were literally competing for like amazon gift cards and a belt (laughs) like a, like a WWE belt. So that was really cool until we realized that we had set up the calendar invites to include all of the information from the form submission, which meant whatever internal notes we made about that person, we had set that up to be included in, you know, the meeting description. And so it sent, when it sent the calendar (laughs) invite All of the internal notes were in the description. And I vividly remember sitting out (laughs) at the inbound, uh, what's it called? The lawn on D. Yes. And we were eating lunch and somebody like called me or slacked me or something and like told me that that was happening. And it was like that classic moment of like, just like. Horror. Yeah. Like, like gut feeling like you know sinking my stomach is sinking like oh no just thinking about all the horrible (laughs) things that could have happened and I will tell you I got away with one on this I got away with one you're really lucky I didn't write like this site sucks in all my meeting yeah and it's like you know not that impact people would necessarily write like terrible things but like when you're making internal notes you would be you know frank and probably not as polished. And, and we were
1: in a hurry. We were in a
0: hurry, right? Like, so there could have been all <laughs> kinds of terrible things that could have come out. Thank goodness we realized this before anything crazy happened. And thankfully nobody was doing, you know, making any notes. A lot of it, if you got it in the description, you probably would have just been like, okay. <laughs> like, <yeah. laughs> um, Cause that could have gotten real, real awkward real fast, but you know, I guess what this proved was that imp- impact people are just so pure, right? <laughs> um, but yeah, that was, ooh, even just like talking about it, like brings back up like <laughs> some the emotions swags. in me, but you know, it's one of those things where like, I hear other people like share stories of like, you know, remember that one time is like, the like HubSpot fails. Yeah, (laughs) because like we all do it. And sometimes we just need to like fess up to it and then like pat each other on the back and say like, it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. So if you have a remember that one time where you did something, even if it was very recently that made you feel like you were going to throw up because you couldn't believe that you messed up so bad in HubSpot, (laughs) send it to us. And uh, we'd love to share it with the world. And laugh at you and then pat you on the back and say "Yeah, it's okay. <laughs> And say, you're doing a great job. You're doing yeah. great. And it's okay. We all mess up. We all mess up. Even Steph. Oh, yeah. I'll have one next time, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, you will. But yeah. Oh, man. I got to like breathe for a second after that because <laughs> I am like feeling all of those things again. So let's move on to something happier. Like... A HubSpot wishlist item. Oh yeah. I got one that came up um, recently, which is measure response time on agent replies in the inbox. So you might hear that and think that, oh, you could you could do this. Well, yeah, you can do agent response time or you can measure response time on tickets. Mm -hmm. So if you're having like your universal inbox or your team inbox auto create tickets and then responding within the tickets, then you can do this. But there's lots of people that, you know, maybe are using more of the starter functionality or, you know, aren't paying for pro enterprise service seats and want to be able to see with email conversations that are coming in, whether or not, you know, people are responding quickly and how they're responding and all of that. So, you know, one of the most important metrics customer support reps are typically responsible for is speed, right? Um, So obviously like, you know, getting things closed, but also speed of response. And, you know, while you can, Report on tickets. You can't do this in the conversations inbox. And some HubSpot users aren't using that auto create tickets functionality or you know, they're just using it in a very simple way where they don't need all of that extra functionality, but they need to report on this stuff. So we want visibility into response time right in the inbox. If you agree, vote it up. There's a link in the show notes. If you don't know where to find the show notes, they're at impact.com pluscom slash Hubcast. This is episode 265. And if you're like, wait a second, what happened to Impact BND? Yes, it's Impact Plus now, and we are all rejoicing. All right, Steph, I got a few product updates that I'm Ooh, excited to talk them. about. The first one that I already mentioned is the sales analytics tools. Now I'm not going to get too deep into this because there's a lot there. There's a link in the show notes where you can learn more and check them out, but I just kind of want to give a high level taster for everybody who's listening, who's using. So this is specific for sales pro and enterprise. So you'll need a sales pro or enterprise seat to use these tools, but basically it's a whole bunch of reports. It's like a whole bunch of canned reports Um, that automatically pulls in all of this data into really cool visuals. And it's broken down into three different types of reports. So you've got coaching reps and teams, and there's a bunch within that. You've got forecasts and pipelines, and there's a bunch in that. And then you have sales outcomes. So the the coach reps and team section has obviously reports to help you, like sales managers, coach uh, their people It's reports like lead response time, meeting outcomes, activities, a lot of like the canned reports that you've already seen um, in the reports tool if you've kind of gone in and and browsed in there. Um, the The forecast and pipeline section is actually one of my favorite and there was a lot in there that I didn't realize was in there um, things like the deal push rate, which is like how many times or how many deals, like the close date has been pushed out this month. Super, super interesting. Like I didn't, I haven't seen a report like that or people using a report like that. Um, but it makes total sense. And that's also, I mean, that can also be a coaching thing, um, for looking at your reps, because looking at, impacts portal, there was actually a lot of variety between reps and Mm. in terms of like how many people, you know, are pushing deals and you can look at it, you know, for different chunks of time. So, you know, maybe it's like, you know, I had a bunch of deals pushed this month, but that's not a trend for me. It was just, you know, kind of a circumstance of it being a short month or something like that. So I loved that one. There's also a deal pipeline waterfall which is essentially like looking at the increase and decrease of pipeline value over time, um, which I just thought was is a really interesting way to look at things and and really valuable for sales managers. Um, yeah, for sure. And then you've got like historical snapshots, which is actually something that has been difficult in the past with HubSpot is like capturing like especially with forecasting, like capturing moments of time. As like deals are always changing, um, so there's some cool stuff you could do there. too. I
1: remember having to wanting to get historical snapshots like two years ago, wishing I had that. That's awesome. Yes,
0: you finally do. Finally. And then the sales outcome section has reports like you know close lost reason reports revenue by source deal velocity. Um, so, like I said, there's a ton in there if you're using Sales Pro or Enterprise. Definitely check it out a s a p. it's it's really cool. And then there's also a sales forecasting beta that's out, and I it might be just live for everybody right now. Um, but if you go into like your sales drop down um, in your main nav in your portal, there's a line there that says forecast if you're in the beta, and there's actually some really cool stuff in there too. I'm sure we'll talk about that more in the future. There's something that we noticed recently in our portals that I know you and I are both yeah. very excited about. <laughs> and that is the ability to view and edit other people's meetings links. So good. Also so dangerous. <laughs> so dangerous, but you know, permissions like, yep, yep. So important. Make sure that you have your permissions set up and this is getting yeah more and more important as more of this stuff comes out. But yeah, we were in there getting something ready for HubSpot training day, me and a couple of the other HubSpot trainers. And uh, Joe Bashir was like in a meetings link that I had created. And he was like, oh yeah, I'm like setting this up. And I was like, how are you in there? How are you doing (laughs) that? And he's like, I don't know. It was just there when I went in there. And I was like, oh my gosh, it happened. Finally. Yes. So if you've had this pain, You can go in there and view and edit other people's meetings links. So sales enablement win for us. Yes, definitely. And last, but certainly not least, our friends over at Vidyard have been continuing to work with HubSpot on HubSpot video. And one of the things that they announced at Inbound, which is now live in everyone's portals, is video views on the contact activity timeline. Yes, so there's still like some some limitations here, which I want to be real about before anybody like gets too crazy. That it's like about what what you're going to be able to do with this. But essentially, what you're getting is on an individual contacts timeline, you're able to go in there and you can filter by it, or you can just see it in all events. You're going to be able to see any videos that they viewed, which is any video they've watched for more than five seconds. That counts as a view. Um, so you can see especially you know for your sales team or inside sales reps that are doing prospecting you're going to be able to look at an individual contacts timeline and see their views right now that's that's what it's limited to and you're going to need you know a paid version of vidyard if you want to get all of that crm data accessible to like run workflows off of and see more detail of what people are doing but this is a really exciting and i think really great way to get people like using that data, that video view data, maybe before they're quite ready to jump into a paid or like higher level version of Vidyard. Um, But if you haven't checked out Vidyard, this is a great time to do it because if you do get those paid versions, there's like just a whole world of things that opens up for you in terms of using video data combined with a CRM and also then reporting out on all of your videos. Absolutely. I was stoked to see that. Yes. Very stoked. Um, Yeah. It's one of those things where I think that people like assume that it's going to be there or Mm -hmm. like previously assume that it would be there when they turned on HubSpot video. And then when it wasn't, people were like, what the heck? Mm -hmm. Um, So nice little uh, delight move from HubSpot there. We appreciate that. And we appreciate you guys, our listeners. We love hearing from you. We love slacking with you. So if you are not in the HubSpot user Slack, that is the place that we go to chat with all of our favorite HubSpotters, our HubSpot nerds. Um, There's all kinds of channels in there for different things, all of the different hubs. Um, there's a new channel in there that was created not by me but by other uh users in the in the slack group um, for education and people in the education sector who are using Hubspot they're all coming together and talking about how they're using it in ways that are specific to education which is really awesome so there's you know live feeds of all of the product updates that are coming out um, it's an awesome place to go to just be more in the HubSpot user community. So if you're interested in that, show notes, impactplus.com slash HubCast. This is episode 265. Wow. So much good HubSpot stuff. So much good stuff. I am like just beaming orange right now <laughs> after, after HubSpot training day, after nerding out with you, Steph. Um, leading into Halloween. We're just ready. Oh my goodness. (laughs) Seriously. We're ready for it. We appreciate you guys. I appreciate you, Steph, for nerd out with me today. (laughs) Until next time, this is Karina Duffy and Stephanie Bayer. saying to you, get out there and get after.